Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Water. Now to Trey Betty. Brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Well, Trey, I normally know the answer to the question before I give you the question. But in this case, I was out today. I went over to Conway to speak to the Kiwanis group, and that is a great group, by the way. Um, and I get him. I did not get back in time to catch the Sam Pittman uh, press conference. So I'm going to ask you today, and I'm listening very carefully, catch us up on what Coach Pittman had to say. Well, I think a lot of it was about K.J. Jefferson and, and his health and availability. Uh, didn't do much yesterday. Expected to do more today. Actually, practice going on right now. But he's expected to do more today. Feels, feels a lot better. Been working a lot of uh, Malik Hornsby. And according to Pittman, he feels, you know, good about that. Good about, um, you know, if they have to go with Hornsby. I think he's posturing a little bit. Uh, I'm not saying – I think he knows probably a little bit more than he's, you know, completely willing to divulge. He's usually pretty honest, but when it comes to injury stuff, he, he definitely he might not say some things mm-hmm. um, here and there. But, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, he probably knows a little bit more about where things are headed with K.J. I, you know, he says a bruise on the clavicle. I'm just looking it up. It, it You know, it sounds like it's a couple of weeks uh, for that, but that could mean – a lot of things when you hear bruise and sprain and stuff it could mean a lot of different types of things and you know that's a collarbone area ac joint area you know um so who knows exactly I mean, he'll be the first to tell you he's not a doctor but uh who knows exactly but he's supposed to supposed to go today dalton wagner's been um limited also he'll be practicing today also uh, but if he can't go they'll They'll go with Takiyas Crawford. I asked him a little bit about, you know, some of those. It, it always seems like it's a when somebody moves up the depth chart or somebody claims a job, it's like a Wally Pip situation, Lou Gehrig, you know. Because um, coaches always seem kind of nervous or concerned to put a guy in there to just to elevate a guy up the depth chart without an injury or something. It always seems like those are the things that, that happen before you realize – you know, hey, Kyle Trask is pretty good, you know, in Florida or uh, things like that. So, uh, I, you know, I asked him a little bit about that. And, you know, with McAdoo, that kind of happened in a way. But at the same time, he was emerging so well in practice, they just felt really good about moving him up and playing him. But, you know, a guy like Takiyas Crawford, who has a world of ability but just hasn't been able to get on the field. Um, you know, Malik Hornsby, a guy that uh, brings a different dynamic but hasn't been able to get on the field. I'm not saying he's going to – you know, unseat K.J. Jefferson or anything like that. But uh, if K.J. can't go this week, you know, if he's if he's really limited and not able to do everything in practice, which I've seen him do some stuff in practice, but if he's not able to, then I, I, I think you run into a similar situation as what they had last week. You know, K.J. wasn't feeling 100%, not even close to it, and was also out of sync because he didn't practice all week. It's very important, I think, to – to practice with a team and, you know, have your game plan and all that stuff. So, in my opinion, if if K.J. is not healthy enough to go through practice this week, then they need to game plan around Malik. 
you know that uh, we who talk on radio don't get any voice in that because I would agree yeah. with you. And we get no voice in that. We're just talking on the radio. But, Trey, don't you think that if Malik Hornsby would have played last week, it would have been beneficial if he had to play this week? Yeah, absolutely. And I think they could have beaten Liberty with, you know, with Malik. I do, too. I think that's, they could have done that. I don't know if they can beat LSU without KJ, without having a healthy KJ Jefferson. I don't know if that's – Depends Real on how estate. well Hornsby throws, you know, because they, they right. obviously they're going to be aware of his speed, and as fast as LSU is, Hornsby's a little faster. But you can compensate with that with your alignments if you're LSU. But if he throws the ball effectively, that that changes the whole dynamic. Yeah, yeah, and you know, on the on the flip side of things, you know, that's a big key. And then Hornsby throws the ball one speed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. He throws. <laughs> A laser fastball. everywhere it yep. is. Yep, yep. yep. He um, has no curve or slider. It's strictly a fastball. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think another thing to watch, though, is just LSU's health. Uh, always when they play Alabama, you know, you, you come away. That's always the talk. You come away a little beat up after playing Alabama. But they have been getting pretty healthy. They've had six different offensive line combinations. Uh, Dellinger, their left guard, uh, is supposed to be back. I don't know if they're going to mix things up because the line's kind of, you know, They've had some – they've kind of come together for them. Uh, so they had some problems early in the year, give up a lot of sacks and TFLs, but they've, they've kind of gotten that stuff fixed. Jaden Daniels is playing extremely well. I mean, he's accounted for a lot of touchdowns these last several games. And what probably doesn't show up, just talking um, with my buddy Sonny Ship, who, who runs the LSU side over there, go 24-7, uh, the thing that – people the stats don't really show on him is how well he has been when he has to come from behind you know, he's had he's had some really uh standout games coming from behind and uh, so we'll see what happens but um yeah that's that pretty much wraps up most everything that, that sam Pittman said today and and also on the teleconference we had a we had a full day today we had uh brian kelly at 10 o'clock sam Pittman at 10 40 um Dave Van Horn did his uh, his press conference at 11:30. Musselman went at two. Pittman also went at two, and uh, Mitchell Mackay Mitchell went at 1:45. So it's been a pretty jam-packed day to, with uh, with all the the press conferences and zooms and stuff. Did you have two different earplugs in your ears as you were listening to? <laughs> did you try and do both of them? I divided my team up. So I had okay. Andrew on DVH. I had Curtis on Mus. And uh, I was on, and me and Danny were on Pittman. There you go. And I was on Kelly also. There you go. <laughs> All right, uh, back to KJ and a timeline. Was a timeline, Trey, discussed or even maybe speculated on kind of when they might try to make a little bit of a decision? Because I think Saturday was a game time decision. Yeah. I think you got to. I think you've got to do it a lot earlier than that. Either KJ can go or KJ can't go. Uh, do you think there is a is a timeline on when they're going to make that decision? Well, I would hope earlier than game time. Uh, yeah. I felt like I watched it unfold uh, through my binoculars Saturday uh, when KJ was throwing early and warming up and stuff, and I saw Kendall Browse talking to him, and then go over to talk to Malik. You know. Um, there was not not a timeline. No, that is that was you know I felt like Pittman kind of bounced around, and I kind of think that 
he's taken a little bit of a page from Hugh Freeze. Because last mm. week, Hugh Freeze was, you know, this guy's going to miss because of a funeral. Right. Um, Warmouthing this, our, yes. Our starting, yeah. cor- our starting quarterback is, uh, <laughs> you know, the their, their third quarterback. Yeah. He has the flu, which yeah. uh, my suspicions were correct on that. Stomach bug. Yeah, he got over that, you didn't know. he? <laughs> not, the, not the real flu. The, he he flew know. with the team. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you didn't get buzzed. There it is. There I it know. Is. It, it, yeah. it, it, <laughs> he may but, uh, he may be a little bit under the weather, but his sense of humor has not mm-hmm. waned That's at all. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, you don't have the flu, do you? No, no. I just got a little bit of a cold. Yeah, okay. I, you know we we do our show out on the uh, deck of the Burrell Center. I think I mentioned this yesterday, yeah. and it was cold out there last Saturday, and I could feel it coming. So well, we're maybe I'll be over it by this Saturday this when it'll be forty degrees. How about that? Yeah, I don't think that cold has anything to do with you catching a cold. I always thought it did. I just well, that's something maybe an yeah. older generation. Not that you're old, but uh, <laughs> that's okay, Trey. Wow. Okay. That's, All right. That's caused by uh, by viruses and, and stuff yeah, like that. Not right. uh, not uh, weather. Well, maybe it's, maybe some Razorback fan. Maybe your immune system can drop down from the cold or something, and that <laughs> maybe. maybe impacts it some kind of way. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Speaking of cold, you know. It was in the air. That's what it was, was, right? I remember when I was a kid, my mom would always say, get out of the cold. You're going to get sick. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, see, it's not just my generation then, right? Huh? Well, of course, she's my generation probably, right? Yeah, she was probably closer. So, um, but yeah, as I understand, that's uh, that's not how you get sick. Okay. Get sick from germs. Okay, well, I got some germs. That's right. Speaking of cold weather, you know, LSU has come here before when it was cold and not exactly enjoyed it. So right. maybe they uh, maybe they won't like being cold Saturday morning. Well, put some germs out there. They really yeah. won't like it for sure. Um, the uh, 17-0 game, it was cold. Yeah, exactly. Oh, the first yes, time they came cold. to Arkansas, it was cold. 1992, it was cold. Yeah, Arkansas it was won that Thanksgiving. one. Yeah. Now, neither team was that, that good. But no. Arkansas won easily. Was that the sleep yeah, day? Arkansas won the, the first day? two. Yeah. No, it didn't sleep. Okay. Arkansas won the first two with both yep. members uh, yep. in the SEC in 92-93. Right. Yeah. Orlando Waters had that punt return in 93 at LSU. Is that, am I remembering that correct? I would have no, been that in like junior South high Carolina, school. Or... South Carolina and Tennessee had them. Arkansas had 300-yard rushers in the game at LSU. Mm, Marius gotcha. Johnson, Oscar Malone, Oscar Malone, and Carlton Calvin all rushed yep, over Carlton 100 Calvin. yards. You know, nobody has run for 100 yards against LSU at Arkansas since Alex Collins in 2016. Well, well, Nobody's thrown for 300 yards against LSU from Arkansas since Tyler Wilson in 2012. Wow, well, that's something. I believe it. Gosh, the way we were. Uh, let's talk with uh, J.W., J.W., good afternoon. you have a question or comment for Trey? Yeah, I got a little bit of both. Uh, I'm going to try to get it all out there. i got to listen to you on the app, so I'll, I'll ask my questions and get off. All right. If you're trying to keep Hornsby, do you think you did him right last week? And just I think they should have gone with Hornsby. Huh? I don't know if I would say – I don't know if I could say he did him right since I'm not in there and knowing everything that's going on, but – I think they should have gone with Hornsby. I mean, if you're trying to keep a guy of a transport portal and give him a chance and you pick him over a hurt quarterback, that, that doesn't send a good message, not only to Hornsby, but other people looking in that might want to come here. 
And that goes into my question. Do you think we have a coaching we, – we know we don't have a head coach that's ever been a head coach on this team. I know the super seniors last year put a little bit of a smoke screen up for a lot of things. But wait, now wait, that wait. we don't I'm have sorry. that – You don't have a head coach? No, he said – I don't, who, I don't understand had, where you're going. Who has previous head coaching experience. He did say that. Oh. Well, yeah. Pittman has two years of head coaching like experience. Barry Odom, like has, yeah. Barry Odom has four years of head coaching experience. Well, intern, right? I mean, but, but here's what I'm – that goes back to what I'm fixing to ask with Odom. Barry Odom, yeah, he was head coach at Missouri for four years. Exactly. So mm-hmm. when, when Pittman came in, he said he gets advice from him. He talks to him with the whole KB thing about asking, what, where is the – I'm the head coach. I'm going to make some choices. I've got, you know, the last time I seen some passion on the sideline, Chad Moore's, um, oh my Brett God. Rima, that Pittman, out well, all it? these guys have no fire. The last person that had <laughs> fire was Petrino. And let me tell you something in these post game that he looks defeated. He talks defeated. And that goes down to the players. And if you, and he said himself, it, it was his responsibility to get these guys up. Before the game started, he didn't like how they came out. He didn't like the feel of it. So you tell me, do we have a head coach that can get things in gear? Because it seems like they're trying to feed off all three of them to make some kind of run here. And, and I'll yeah. hang up and listen, but I haven't seen anything. That I, I just haven't. And I don't think KB has grown up yet. I think he's still young in the offensive calling because he's really predictable. So I, I just – I just don't. I just want to know: Do we have a You're head right. coach? Because so, Kelly comes in. I know where you. I, I can answer okay. all these because we, we got it. Right. Gonna Thank you, Dave. Yeah. I asked. I asked Sam Pittman a lot of those questions. Those answers that you got are a lot of those are questions that I asked him. Um, he agreed with me. I asked him. I said, "Did you feel like the energy was right?" Because I, I felt like the sideline was dead. I felt like the warm-ups were dead. Uh, I felt like that was the case against. Mississippi State also, Missouri State, um, just not enough energy. And at some point, you know, we all it, it all stops with Pittman. It all stops with the, with the head coach. But the players also have to pick it up and lead from within. And Grant Morgan never would have stood for that last year. Um, Pittman's demeanor to me hasn't changed at all from last year when they won nine games and everybody thought he was the, the guy, the right answer, um, and all that. Uh, I think they've had some unfortunate injuries. I think they lack leadership from within the team, vocal leadership. They've got some guys that are leaders, but I think that's been a big pro- part of it. Um, and Pittman has to – he's got to make sure that that gets straightened out. And, you know, at some point he has to pass that on to the players too to get it done. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that there are things that Sam has learned along the way given that he wasn't a head coach previously. Um, I also know that when I was covering this coaching search, nobody wanted the job. <laughs> nobody wanted mm-hmm. the job. One guy said he wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, a guy who's been fired since then, mm-hmm. dude at Virginia Tech, um, yeah, wouldn't touch yeah. it with a 10-foot pole. They couldn't get Lane Kiffin. Ole Miss got, you know, that was that was going to happen. Um it fell all the way down to Sam Pittman because nobody wanted a job. Now, the problem with the perception that people had about Arkansas was that Arkansas was the reason that coaches were having, you know, so many failures and, 
you know, just dropping off the face of the earth. And the real problem was Brett Bielema wasn't a good fit at Arkansas. Had some other issues that caused a downfall. And Chad Morris was a terrible coach. Those are the reasons that Arkansas didn't have success. We've seen Arkansas have success. They had success last year. They won nine games. They had success with Bobby Petrino. They had success with Houston Nutt. Um, Danny Ford had a good year uh, back in 95. So I don't know where I was going with that, but ultimately I don't think Pittman's demeanor has changed from what it was last year. I just I go to all of his press conferences. I watch all of his Zooms that we're not allowed to go to, but I go to all the ones that we're allowed to go to in person, um, and he seems pretty much the same to me. You know, the results just aren't the same. The same as he was when he was the offensive line coach, which helped him get the job because so many offensive linemen absolutely adored him. So if if your guys will play for you, you don't have to be out there in their face to get them to play for you. Now, <clears throat> does somebody need to do a rah-rah in the dressing room? I don't know. That's We're not in the dressing room. Hey, Ted Orger on with getting everybody's face. Yeah, he would, <laughs> wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. Now he's getting in his kid's face because he doesn't have anybody to coach. Wow. That was fast. All right, Trey. We will talk with you tomorrow. That is TreyVideoBlogSports.com being brought to you by Asher, a record service company. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment.